Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Eric, Eric Beinfor was too busy to draft tonight, so he once again has left the keys to me to make sure that Silas doesn't do anything remarkably bad on this draft. So you're stuck with me, you're stuck with Silas, and uh, let's just hit the intro. All right, Silas, what have you learned this week while drafting? I'm just going to throw you right into the fire. I don't even want to say hello to you. Sick um, so, yeah, obviously, uh, puppy season has been uh, graced upon us within the last, what, 10 days or so? Yep. It's what, 60, 65% full, I think. So full. Um, biggest thing that I've been learning is, you know, get unique. Um it's a it's a snapshot of, of ADP. You know, it's it we were talking about it today that we were surprised it wasn't full. It's the first week of June. Uh, right. so don't be afraid to get a little crazy, right? Like build some teams that have first place equity, but you know, get some leverage uh on the on on everybody else. So draft players that aren't being drafted, don't be afraid to reach, don't be afraid, you know, to take some values. Um, just kind of you know. Play play the puppy, especially at the lower price point, uh, in a way that isn't how you're playing BBM. Um, just you know, try out different things, see how you like uh, different strategies, um, and kind of go from there. Is there a particular structure that you're looking at that you that you weren't trying in Best Ball Mania that you're trying a little more in the puppy? So, to be honest, I'm not really doing a lot of puppies. So, yeah, not a man of the people. Silas is rich. <laughs> I'm not rich, which is why I'm not doing puppies. Um, so, I mean, I, I've done more. Like, I, I'm not afraid to get three quarterbacks late and just kind of see what happens. Um, you know, really build in zero zero RB builds. Um, mm-hmm. So, take you know, six, seven running backs, kind of see, just kind of see what what they look like. Um, I'm using my puppy entries as kind of like a breathing way to see what I could do in BBM that I would actually like. Um, so, you know, 
taking those handful that I have and, and actually going from there. So for me with the puppy, and if you're doing different things in the puppy than you are in Best Ball Mania, just to see if you like it, throw out what you're doing in the chat before we jump into this draft we're about to do. I've been doing a lot of, you know, the the whole bully tight end philosophy that people have. I've been doing it with quarterback. I've been trying to draft two of the top, say, seven, eight quarterbacks, so, you know, whether it's Mahomes, Lamar, down to Russell Wilson. I'm trying to get two of those guys a lot, just to see how those teams shake out, see if I actually like them. And I don't hate them. And I've been getting a lot of Lamar Jackson yep. because his fifth round value right now just feels like a smash. And I, it's tougher to stack them because there's only two guys you like, right? We've talked about this, but if I have to wait till the 18th round and grab, you know, throw away wide receiver a b or c or even if i don't have to i like he's like one of the quarterbacks i'm like if i get stuck unstacking lamar jackson it is not the worst case scenario you know it's not like tom brady where like i don't want to like you would never want an unstack tom brady right that would just be absolutely silly so for me it's it's lamar's fine in that spot and like the fifth round just feels so cheap for him so that's what i've been doing to get a little bit different yeah, and I mean, so he, he runs so much, he could easily be QB1 just basically on his running, you know, running upside. He throws for 20 touchdowns. No one really goes off. Um, he spreads the ball around, but he's running for, you know, eight to 10 touchdowns by himself. Right. Uh, yeah, so, and I, this is just my my ownership. Like, I'm trying to try and con- kind of condense everything, um, you know, trying to be more on a specific set of players. Like, I love A.J. Brown's third-round price value right now. Nico mm-hmm. Collins free um trying to differentiate that because i am heavily concentrated on mechie and bbm3 um trying to change it around nico collins just from at that smaller price point to at least hedge myself a little bit um you know trying to <laughs> see the the crazy man right there deshaun watson um but yeah just trying to like i'm picking specific set players trying to draft around them um specifically. what is what is your thought process with deshaun watson <laughs> Like so it's, I literally it's, am it's changing. It's changing. Um, originally, uh, I'd say probably about a month ago, uh, I was under the impression. I was like, what the hell is the NFL waiting for? Like, I didn't think he was going to get suspended at all. I'm like, why, why are they waiting? But I mean, obviously things are changing where, you know, there's been two new civil assault cases in the last week. Um, you know, I am potentially, I, th- I think he might actually get suspended all year. Um, and he might be up the entire year. I mean, but so, I, I thought that as soon as the contract came down, as soon as they made it so that you only get paid like $3 this year, I was like, well, clearly they know something. They know something's coming. So that's just for me. I might have one share of Deshaun Watson, maybe two. And that's only because he might have got auto-drafted on my team somewhere. Because you know how it goes when you're drafting over 100 teams. Occasionally you're going to slip up and you're going to auto-draft something. Yeah. And, uh, yep. Whoops. Sometimes I got to Sean Watson, but for me, I just, and I've seen people taking him just like I see people taking Michael Thomas and I understand like the upside, but I'm not touching Michael Thomas, especially in what the sixth, seventh round somewhere in that ballpark. I just ugh, can't do it, man. So I was just curious to hear your take on it. Are you, so you're like laying off Watson now, probably laying off him. Um, I still might mix him in when I have an elite QB as my QB two. Um, you know, just to try and capitalize on that because I really don't know if you necessarily need two quarterbacks. It's okay if you take a zero. 
Um, just try and get a little bit different. You know, if he gets suspended for 12 games and is back for the playoffs and you have him on a roster that advances, like that's significant leverage on the field. Um, and I expect his price to go down. So I'm definitely going to take my foot off the accelerator and actually taking him. Um, but uh, he's, yeah, he's, he's moving back in my ranks. All right, why don't we go ahead and jump in our draft and kind of talk through some stuff? Because these, because I noticed over the weekend I jumped in a few, and the best ball manias sometimes take a little bit to actually fill. Two left. So, although we only have two left in this one, so if you're in the chat, make sure you are jumping in to draft with us. Alan says that he is stone-cold fading Watson. He'd be lucky to get six game. Once it comes out, he will plummet. Well, I think what – Silas is kind of doing is he's he's hoping for six games. If you're yeah. getting Watson at that price point with six games, then you are thrilled. It's for me, it's is he getting 10? Is he getting a whole year? And if, for me, it just feels like a whole year or yeah. closer to a year than six. You know, it's going to be some astronomical suspension. You're not going to suspend um, Calvin Ridley for a year and then not suspend Deshaun Watson with everything for a year, is my personal thought on it yeah and i think a lot has changed within that last week right so the, the last week two two additional civil cases um what they actually wrote is actually horrifying um i think you really if you're the nfl can't let it go <laughs> go unnoticed now mm-hmm. whereas you know before you know he obviously didn't get anything um they kind of got thrown out the window they hadn't really gone to anything criminal and they were just kind of waiting through the process um so i, I mean the Information has changed, so you need to kind of adapt. Um, where originally I thought it was only going to be a couple games. I saw a tweet this week that said, uh, from I believe it was his lead counsel saying Deshaun's not going to be happy with what the NFL decides, um, which is obviously a huge red flag, right? Can you scroll in just a little bit? And this actually works out perfect. We got the second slot, and Mike, I had a question for you about this specific slot today which is I've noticed that Cup has flipped McCaffrey over the last week or so. And what is your take? What are you doing with that? I mean, we're going to have to answer the question in a second anyways. What are you doing with this second slot when with McCaffrey and Cup? Ooh, Najee goes one. Oh, well, um, I guess I mean, now you're taking Jonathan Taylor. But play, <laughs> play uh, along with me here. because Yes, yeah, so- I'm taking essentially who I have to. Um, so if uh, McCaffrey's ADP was two, Cup's ADP was two, it doesn't matter. I'm taking whoever's there just because the chances that they that you get them at three, four, et cetera, is just so low, and I want ownership to all of them. Um, so I'm letting at least the beginning, you know, the, the top five, I'm letting the draft kind of play out. Um in my favor to figure out who I'm going to start my team with. Does that make sense? No, it makes sense. I guess like, so for me, I'm probably going to take that same approach with those two, particularly going forward. We've talked about a little bit. I think me and Bynford were talking about this last week where when you get to the four or five, where it's Jefferson and Chase, I personally, I'm just smashing Chase in both spots Mm -hmm. because, because I have, uh, I love Jefferson. It's not it's not a stance against Jefferson. It's a stance for Chase. And I'm just looking at it from the aspect that 
if I need one of those two guys to win me one week, I want Chase. I'll actually argue the opposite. Um, so I would actually, I'm, I'm, I'm team Justin Jefferson. I'm actually, I've been saying this, that I'm actually debating putting Justin Jefferson as my wide receiver one, mm-hmm. uh, but you don't have to take him there. So, you know, I, I can differentiate sometimes, but I don't really have to. Um, you have Jamar Chase with two other really good wide receivers, right? And a pretty good running back. Offense mm-hmm. in general is really, really freaking good. Don't don't get me wrong. But T. Higgins is going to take away targets. Adam Thielen might be dust, man. <laughs> every I mean, every year we say that, right, he's still probably going to catch 10 touchdowns. But we've seen Justin Jefferson have that 35-plus point upside. So, you know, yeah, Chase dropped 50 in, in uh, what was it, week 17 last year to win – uh, people a lot of money. Obviously, that sticks in our brain with recency bias. But Justin Jefferson did that plenty of times. Not not 50, but, you know, to a lesser extent, you know, 35, 28 plus, which he could be the guy that you need. Um, I, I, just, I, I can see that. I just, for me, it's, it's, I think Chase's upside is, for one particular game, is higher. And just to counter that one point, I've heard a few people say this about Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. It's like, yeah, Thielen could be dust, but how much more of a target share do you think Justin Jefferson's going to get than he's already getting? You know, like it's sure. it's harder to get higher than you know a million percent, like he's already getting. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, but I mean, Chase, Chase is going to be a little bit handcuffed where he's not going to have those high percent target share. You know, Justin Jefferson is most likely going to have a thirty plus percent target share, which is elite. Chase is probably going to be a little bit below that, you know, 26, 27. And he's going to have other targets in the red zone. Whereas if you have Justin Jefferson and single coverage, Kirk Cousins is just going to throw the damn ball to him because he's going to win. (laughs) I I mean, I'm not, I guess I'm not completely arguing the point. I guess for me, I think it's a razor thin margin for the two of them. And I'm literally just basing it on a few tiebreakers, which is, I prefer the Cincinnati Bengals offense as a whole better, which means that the opportunities are going to be a little bit greater for touchdowns, which is especially something we want. And you we hope. Can... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I... we'll, we'll hold off on this for a second because we are on the clock. Uh, uh, AJ Brown or T. Higgins? Uh, or do you want one of the running backs? I'd be AJ Brown here. Good. Hoping for a particular back to fall back to me. Would be kind of what I'm looking at. Um, but yeah, I think one thing kind of going in Jefferson's uh, wheelhouse is they do have a new coaching staff. Um, mm-hmm. So I do think they're going to get a little bit more pass heavy. Um, so you should theoretically see less work stolen uh, by Delvin Cook, um, which could lead to, you know, a 15 to 15 plus touchdown season from Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, they do have Irv Smith back, so, you know, could hurt in the red zone. Um I'm just I'm I'm truly just betting on the fact that the man's a dog. He's <laughs> numbered, you know, top three in the league, um, uh, and he doesn't really have anyone else to steal from. So, yeah, kinda... I'm, again, my argument isn't against Justin Jefferson. <laughs> yeah, it's it's more about like I'm just pro. I'm pro Jamar Chase, and for me, it's like, well, what's my leverage with Chase? It's to draft him double, and it's like, well, then I have to lose Jefferson, which kind of sucks. And I would go Javante Williams here for me, but 
I'm open to arguments. No, I don't. I mean, I don't think the only difference is JT Brown Higgins is a different start from the two hole, but you're really not getting that much differentiation. Um, and I think Javante has top three upside. So let's just, let's just grab the two best running backs possible. I mean, I, I can see the T Higgins thing too. I, I wouldn't hate it at all. I'm going to let you talk about Javante Williams for one moment and I will be right back. How's that sound? That sounds perfect. Um, so yeah, Javante Williams, obviously uh, Melvin came back, um, which definitely hurts his upside case. However, man can freaking ball. We saw it in the second half of the season. Um, we started to see that uh, the flip of kind of the, we saw the flipping happen in the second half of last year um, where Javante started to get a little bit more snap percentage. Um, he was starting to get used a lot more in the past game. Um, even if it is a 60, 40 split, like it, what kind of was the second half of last year, Javante flashed elite upside. Um, so obviously in the third round, like you want that. If Melvin Gordon happens to get oh wow, nice now it's nice and orange. Um, if Melvin Gordon does uh get hurt, obviously uh Javante Williams on one of the best offenses in the league goes into a top five role no matter what. Uh he'll probably be drafted, you know. You could make an argument right around that CMC Cooper Cup JT range. Um so you know, kind of hoping for that, and then at the same time, like he he can just he can score 10, 10 plus touchdowns easily. Um all right, so were you talking about Nick Chubb while I was gone for that 14? No, game? no, he, he actually sent that when we first started. Okay, so I see Best Ball Moderate has the caption that Chubb could eat. I don't dislike Nick Chubb, but, I mean, I think you've probably heard others make this argument. We always wanted – we always wonder what Nick Chubb would be with Kareem Hunt down. And we found out last year that it's still a running back by committee at the moment. So – even with him down, Dearness Johnson came in, and you know Chubb. Chubb's still a top three round back. It's just you're. I don't know if you're ever going to get that like stud workhorse running back that we want from Chubb. Yep. Uh, so that's the concern with Nick Chubb, personally. Well, and and Dearness Johnson just signed his tender. They uh, they drafted Jerome Ford. It's just like. There's way too many people there for me to feel comfortable. Obviously, we know Nick Chubb at, is probably one of the best pure runners in the NFL, um, so he can drop like 30 plus any any given week. Um, I just I feel like you're going to potentially run into some inconsistency, you know, problems where you don't really his upside on any given week is up there, but his floor is just so low. Right, and I'm not. I mean, just to like make a partly pro Nick Chubb argument. I'm still on team Kareem Hunt's not going to be on this team by the start of week one. I've been on that. I might have been the first one on this bandwagon. I feel like I was on that by myself for a while. I'm like, why are they going to keep Kareem Hunt? It doesn't make sense. And then everyone was like arguing with me about it, like, you know, for all different reasons. And now I'm starting to see beat writers and some other people say some different things. Beat writers saying they still think that Hunt is safe, but they're not 100% sure. Stuff like that. Where so, where would you want him to go? I know you have a, a pretty big, heavy investment in the big board. Um, where would I want Kareem Hunt to go? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, the team that honestly makes sense, and you guys aren't going to like it, would be Jacksonville, right? 
with with the Robinson injury. Yeah. And in and ETN coming off the injury, just having like that person to take a little bit of that workload off of ETN from a football standpoint. I mean, that would make sense to me. It's does he want to go to a team like that? The 49ers make sense too. I know they drafted a guy, but we know how San Fran is with their running backs. Um, Seattle will never be shy about trying to get another running back. So. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, that's who I'd be looking at. I mean, all the way down the line to Houston, there's plenty of teams that could use a Kareem Hunt. Yeah. I, I think best case scenario for him would probably be New Orleans, right? Get rid of Mark Ingram, bring in Kareem Hunt, use him with Alvin Kamara. And if Kamara gets suspended, like just kind of seems uh, pretty blatantly obvious. Although I kind of feel like, uh, you know, with, with that craziness with Kareem Hunt, I mean, what, he has six mil left. Um, that uh, wouldn't be dead money. It's just actual his salary. Um, it's kind of free money for them. They could just move Dearness Johnson, who's a little disgruntled himself. Yeah, I don't think they will, though. I think they'll try to work that out. And I think that him signing kind of makes me think that's why Hunt's going to go somewhere. Yeah. So Matt wants Kareem to go we're, to Kansas City for the Max Chaos. Right. Um, DK is interesting. Uh, Terry's kind of interesting. I, I've been off Amari Cooper, but I'd be interested here. Uh, I would, I would be on McLaurin probably of the wide receivers here, with DK pretty close. I'm pretty low on Amari this year, just based on a number of different things. That was so. I was actually going through that today. Um, Because I was looking at – I went through the spike week ranks, just kind of double-check everything. Um, And Bimefor has Godwin at, like, I think he's, like, a a tier five wide receiver, like, 28 or something like that. I was going to ask him about that because he has Cooper pretty high up there. Um, And I personally, I prefer Godwin over Cooper. Uh, I don't know how you feel about that, but, um, you know, everything's kind of progressing well for Godwin. He has the better team. Um, We have no idea what's happening with Deshaun Watson, you know, Ken Jacoby Brissett handle Amari Cooper, his inconsistency values. Well, uh, we're on the clock here. So we could take Godwin. We could take DK like you have. Or if you wanted to go with the three running back build, you could take Brees Hall. Yeah, I'm kind of off on that right now. I don't really want to build. We could build hyper fragile, but I feel eh, let's let's grab the two. Let's grab DK um, because you still might be able to go hyper fragile in the fourth round. I mean, in the sixth round. The sixth round. We'll see what comes back to us. Sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. I, and that's some of the hyper fragile builds I've been messing with. Oh, best ball moderate brings up the other team I was going to bring up, which is Saquon needs a backup. Kareem Hunt in New York makes a whole lot of sense, to be honest. Yeah, so that's a, that's a great call. I was going to bring that up. The one to Kansas City. Uh, there's no chance. They never, they'll never bring Kareem Hunt back there uh, unless he wins a Nobel Peace Prize. That's the only way he'll go back to Kansas City after the reason they had to let him go and everything. I know he hasn't gotten in trouble again, but you know that they already have PR disasters going on in Kansas City. They don't yep. need another. Uh, they don't need to bring that back. Um, interesting that I'm looking at the board. Travis Etienne went at 42. Ahead of Zeke, ahead of Dobbins, ahead of Hall. He's been jumping up the board the last week. So he used to be consistently a 
yeah. 55, right around David Montgomery. Yeah, and I've noticed him going mid to late fourth. So I was already low on ETN. I was I was starting to grab ETN on some of my hyper builds. My hyper friends. You were. <laughs> Very few. Because I was trying to flirt with what did I like as hyper fragile and where, how far could I push it? And I felt like Brees Hall, ETN, maybe JK Dobbins, maybe. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting hot on JK Dobbins. That team like, is going to run and run and run. Mm-hmm. And even if he plays 45% of snaps, two years ago, Mark Ingram was an RB1. <laughs> Like he's miles better than Mark Ingram. Right. So you might be able to flirt. I mean, and I'm not one of these bros that's like, oh, if you do have a fragile, you can only have three running backs. I'm fine with taking a fourth, like, and one of the later, later rounds as a flyer. If the rest of your team is pretty much stacking up the way you want it to. If yeah. you want a four, I mean, why do you have to be three? Who made that rule is kind of the way I look at it. Why can't I do four? Like, like what are we doing? So uh, there's certain there's certain players that there's also that like dead wide receiver zone, which I think is round 15, maybe in general, where you just look at the wide receivers around 15. You're like, well, all these guys suck. And yeah, like, yeah, like pierces of the world. <laughs> yeah. And it's like there's some wide receivers I'll take flyers on, but they're later. Yeah. So if one of those running backs makes sense, why why am I going to take a wide receiver just to adhere to somebody else's laws of what hyper-fragile is? Yeah. So, Pete, so Pete actually does, uh, I think, says it in a good way. He treats hyper-fragile as taking four and no more. Like he'll go three relatively early, like in the first, you know, seven, eight picks. He'll have three mm-hmm. and then won't go past four. Um, so he'll just grab one later just to kind of supplement the three that he grabbed. Yeah. I mean, and that's kind of how, I, yeah, that's kind of the same, the same idea I have when I do the hyper fragile, it's just, how am I attacking hyper fragile? How am I attacking? Am I doing anything else around it? So I've been doing hyper fragile with the two earlier quarterbacks and seeing what I can run out for wideouts. And it hasn't been awful to be honest with you. I've been able to get decent stacks with it. I've been able to feel really secure at, like, I'm going to win quarterback for sure. If I'm taking, like, Mahomes and Wilson, very easy to take Mahomes and Wilson. Wilson's going on, what, the seventh round usually? Is he still? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was hoping Elijah Moore would be there. Um, I like Amonra. So I'm also starting to see Devonta Smith climb up the board again. Usually he's here. He had, yeah. Well, he just went two picks in front of us. Right. Um, Dalton so, Schultz. I don't think they're gonna go anywhere. I think we're just gonna grab a Monroe here, unless you like the. Right. No, I'm fine with a Monroe. Okay. Um. Yeah, I think we're beyond doing a pure hyper fragile build at this point. I mean, we theoretically you could take Josh Jacobs. I still think Josh Jacobs could be an RB1. And you could take that one, uh, you know, hands off the rest of the way, probably grab one more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I probably wouldn't do it with Antonio Gibson just because there's way too many question marks. Lance at 73. Okay. Um, 
I'm interested in Wilson here. I like Ayuk, and I could get in on Josh Jacobs. Um, Anybody else you're interested in? I would. I would probably grab. I'd probably grab Wilson here and try to yeah. find, do the Wilson Javante, and then <laughs> there's there's other stacks for him. Yeah, that make a ton of sense late. So. Yeah, I because for me Brady's the the major tear break at quarterback, right? Yep. After Brady, it goes. Does that go to like the car? Oh, actually, Prescott's yeah. fallen too. Prescott's in there, but I'm concerned about Prescott. It's yeah. Pat, like you know, they definitely have a lot of changeover for that team. The offensive line got worse. Um, you know, he has those high upside weeks, but he's just like he's never consistent. You expect that team to be so much better than it is. Uh, you know best, I mean? Yeah. Best ball moderates asking if Amon Ra is the alpha in the Detroit receiving core still. He is when you draft him in the seventh round is what I'll say, or sixth round. And what I mean by that is you're drafting him to be the alpha and to provide the biggest upside in that offense. So, yeah, I think it's a high probability or a good probability that he is, but it's not a lock. It's definitely not a lock with a Monra. That's why he's not like if he was a lock to be the alpha and he was staying at this price point, I would have him every draft. Yeah. Right? That's what we'd be looking at. I don't even think he needs to be the alpha. Um, you know, he we know he's good based on the fact like he can he can kind of win any type of coverage. He can play over the middle, he can play outside. Um, and even with the advanced targets, like it's just gonna probably open up the field for him. Um, and he doesn't need – like, he's what, our wide receiver four? He doesn't need to prove and score every week for us. Like, he's not our second, third-round pick, right? We don't need him to produce every week, but we need those spike weeks. So if he's going to produce a 20, 25-point week, you know, we'll, he'll be usable. And if he does that a couple of times this year, perfect for me. Um, I think, he like, he's in that – like, he it's kind of like a tear break for me there. Like, I like Amon Ra, I like Ayuk, but – you know, he's right after that London, Thomas, Godwin kind of Mooney tier for me, um, where, you know, he has the potential to truly break out and be like Michael Thomas of old, but he doesn't need to be. I don't think. Um, We got Felix in the chat. He says, do you think Prescott increases his rush attempts this year because his line is worse? Well, that depends, Felix. Are you going to send me the $50,000 that we negotiated on Twitter earlier today or not? And I will answer that question. Is kind of where I'm going to go with that. Um, That was freaking crazy. A solo dart wins 53 grand. (laughs) With with the ball boy as as the captain on his team. Yeah, no, that's oh. it's, that's awesome though, man. Congratulations. I I think they increase not just because of that, but because he's also another year removed from that gruesome ankle snap. But it's like increase to what is the question? It's, it's for me, it's the same thing as like the Justin Jefferson thing when you're like, oh, well, his target share go up. I'm like, to what? How much is it going to increase? How much is that rushing going to increase? Is it a noticeable difference than last year? I don't know if it's going to be. I don't know if he's well, ever going to be that again. Injury. Right. He used to run a lot more, but it's something that I haven't really thought about. But again, like I, I don't expect like they're definitely not going to be designed runs. He might scramble more, 
But what does that really add? Like, it, is he going to be like a staff? He's going to be in that Stafford tier for me. He's still primarily going to keep his eyes downfield. He's still primarily going to throw the ball downfield. He's not actively looking to run a la Hertz, a la, you know, Kyler, a la Lamar. Like, he, he's never going to get there. Right. Um, so, you know, I think he's priced kind of appropriately where, you know, he has a downgrade in pass catchers, downgrade in offensive line. The offense itself was inconsistent. Um, so it doesn't really matter if he's going to run more because his production probably is going to be is going to decrease overall. Yeah, I mean, I can't argue any of that. I just it's <laughs> a lot along the same lines that I'm feeling with him. But I do think that where he's starting to slip, where I probably I don't know how much deck I have. It's got to be low, 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 low. And it's like, do I start trying to find ways to take flyers with them? My problem is I don't like grabbing CD Lamb at the top of the second. We've had this conversation before. We're on the clock, uh, real quick. Right. Um, I'm you okay with the falling value of TJ Hawkinson? It sets us up with Detroit later. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with that. Because we already have a Monroe. Yeah, I can. Uh, I can handle the Detroit double grabbing golf late. Don't hate it. Um, what are you thinking for your next pick? Is there? There's something out. There's two guys I like. Um, both are rookies, so I know they'll both be there. Mm-hmm. Um, I can also get behind a running back, but I prefer both. I actually kind of like MVS. Actually, MVS is probably my favorite one. That's um, so I like all three of these. I like all three of these guys. This is the bring back for Denver. Uh, bring back to Metcalf uh, and Olave is the bring back for uh, Brown. I'm out on Olave, and I'm real big on MVS here, especially with our team. So that's where I would be going. I do like Wilson, but where we setting up this Denver stack, I just I'm gonna grab MVS just because it's our primary. Um yeah we're already going uh Javante Ross. Um so I do love Olave this year though and he's really starting to scream out as a value for me. Uh I can't I'm I'm just fading New Orleans. Like I've made that stand. The only guy from New Orleans that I'm even taking is is Hill, and he's starting to come up too much for me. And I'm only taking him because he's he's put in as a tight end. That's hey. literally the only reason. Yeah, not 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 in on Taysom Hill. <laughs> well, it makes if you when you were getting him in the 18th, and he's your third tight end for a guy that isn't going to play tight end. He's going to be a gadget player that's going to throw the ball, that's going to get handoffs, that's going to get goal line work. Is he, though? Of course he is. It's a new coaching staff. They, it's not, though. Is. It's not a new coaching staff, though. It's a new head he coach. Have the whole Sean staff. He doesn't have his best friend and dad just like holding his hand, putting him on the field. It doesn't matter. They are still going to. He's not the backup quarterback, quarterback, so it doesn't help you there. It doesn't, but he doesn't need to be the backup quarterback to run the plays that he was already running when he was doing the gadget wide receiver slash quarterback slash running back role. He's going to stick in that role. They're going to find ways to give him the ball. Otherwise, why is he on the team? Right? Like, <laughs> because John Payton's an idiot and gave him $16 million. But they're going to use him. I'm telling you, like it in the 16th, the end of the 16th round on, it's like whatever. I preferred him in the 18th, but they are going to give this guy the football. The problem is the Saints are going to suck. They're going to be an awful team, like real bad team. 
And it's just how many of those are going to be convertible touchdowns for him because they're not going to score a lot of points this year. And that's why I'm out on the Saints. They're they're not going to move the ball. It's not going to happen. I, I just I don't see any value in that offense other than Taysom Hill, maybe. Yeah, we we can agree to disagree there. Um, and I, I and I'll, I'll I'll ping some articles. Look look uh look at my NFC South uh, preview. Look at James Winston. Look what he did the first was it five weeks of the season. Like, he was actually really freaking good. Granted, he tore his ACL. Right, players come back, and stronger. he's limping Man. around practice still. I don't care. He's going to be. It, it's June. It's, it's June. I I just don't think that team's going to be any good. To be honest with you, like I just don't see the upside. No one's good in the NFC. <laughs> no one's good in the well. No one's good in the NFC South except for the the Bucks. Well, no no one's good in the NFC besides the 49ers, Rams, and maybe the Packers. Like, who else is good? Are you saying the Bucks aren't good? Sure, Bucks Bucks in there. All right, I'll add the Bucks in there because I just forgot to say them. Um, but they have no competition. He Jameis could throw for another forty-five touchdowns this year easily. Mm, I'll I will take that bet. <laughs> I'll I'll make that bet on stream if you want. Uh, no, because that was an exaggeration. Oh, but, okay. But 30, 35 plus, I I would bet that. Mm, mm, I'll I'll tell you what I'll do the thirty-five. We will we will talk uh, off there about <laughs> actual um, price points. We are on the clock. We are on the clock. Um, I like Penny here a lot. Uh, I like Madison here. You never have to convince me to take Madison. I love Madison. All right, let's grab Madison as our third. I um, the just the absolute upside of Madison is always. It's just. He's he's literally a first round if if Cook goes down, right? He's yes mid to well, late and, first round, and it goes to what I was saying earlier. It's a new coaching staff. We don't know if they're going to run Dalvin Cook into the ground, mm-hmm. so he might actually be involved. Um, Tim Patrick here for the stack. If you want to, for me, I would be pushing my second Bronco. Okay, that's fine. Uh, who, do you, who do you prefer then? Because we have ten seconds. Um, just take Tim Patrick. It's fine. I mean, I guess Boyd would be the guy I like better. Tim Patrick makes a lot of sense though, because we can still grab the other Bronco that I want, and it would make we sense as well. Yeah, we got it. We're good. Fine, pushing it. Tim Patrick, Tenny, he's like Timmy. Ten points. Like he's fine. Yeah. Um, I don't really see him kind of uh, going off, especially with Russ. Um, he doesn't really fit that play style. Like Rush wants to push the ball downfield, whereas Tim Patrick's kind of that mid, uh, mid to intermediate range. Um, yeah, Terrence, they are really to be good. Okay. I completely agree. Hold on. Um, Running him into the ground requires one carry, which is, I'm guessing, about Dalvin Cook. Touche. Good joke. Um, <laughs> He's talking about Dalvin. Am I going am to have to deep dive more into this Saints thing? Is everyone against me on this Saint thing? The Saints are likely to be good. Kamara, who might not play for six games. Michael Thomas, I, I think who might never are. step foot on an NFL field again. Jarvis Landry, 
we're going to argue Jarvis Landry, who's good, good to get you seven fantasy points a week. Alave, who could be good, but he doesn't have a quarterback and a solid defense. Yeah, whatever. The defense is fine. Terrence, you're one of my favorite people in the chat, but we are leaps and bounds apart on this. Like, I just, I don't see the Saints being good. You need you need all of those guys to play and play every game and be their absolute top level guy. Their top level selves. I just I can't do it, man. I just can't bet on the Saints. Leaving Baker bump <laughs> for Jarvis Landry. All right, here you go. I don't know what I'm. What am I looking at here, Silas? Forty uh, Niners. That's Silas, the Saints, right? You, are you Saints? trying to? Are you trying to show explicit material Saints. on stream? Bet the under. I don't know what you were showing. Bet the please. under. Under eight games, plus one fifteen. Put your life saving on it. I will bet the under on eight games on the Saints. Absolutely. The only, the only problem with betting the under on the you, Saints. You can get. Plus 115, you should be putting your life savings on it. The only problem with that is I just think their whole division crap, and they can get three to four wins in their division. So, and I have to see the rest of their schedule. But, yeah, well, that's the the under. no one in the NFC is good. It doesn't no mean they're the going to score good, points, means- though. <laughs> they could have a lot of, like, 17 to 10 games. Especially with their defense, that to Terrence's point, they could just be grinding out wins. Like, bet the under in every Saints game. I, I better see you be betting thousands on every under for the Saints game. They're not. <laughs> J- James is explosive, man. Yeah, they're the Saints are not beating the Bucks this year. I know that they've like rolled them the last two regular season um, splits. They just, what is it? They're four and zero in the regular season against them the last two years. It ain't happening this year. That ain't happening this year. Um, I will bet. We're going to agree to disagree there. So if you're not out on the Saints, is there any offense that you're out on? Are you taking a like not to put you on the spot? Are you taking a stand on any offense at all that you're like I'm not drafting this offense? Uh, so I really haven't been drafting anyone outside of Madison and Justin Jefferson for the Vikings. I'm not. I that's haven't been guys. drafting any Osborne. I don't really have. Any. Well, that's most of their offense. Um, New England, pretty out on besides the running backs. Out on the pass catchers. Miami, only the expensive guys. So, no, not really. I mean, I I can see paths to everything, man. You got to take a stand sometimes. I see paths to everything. You have to stand up for yourself and say, this team's going to be <laughs> bad this year. Uh. What are you thinking? What are we, what is our team right now? Russell Taylor. We have one three six one. All right. Huh? I was wondering what our we're, we're I can't time here. Not really. Yeah, you got to pick something because your screen's all choppy and I can't see. Are you taking Rashad White from Tampa? Is that the game plan here? I like that. Right. I I am. All right. 
It's the only thing that made sense. My screen's all messed up. Yes. It's, uh, <sighs> it's a little choppy right now, but that's fine. We can work through this. It's pretty bad. Um, well, I know I do. You, what are you doing with Jalen Tolbert? Because I haven't been taking him a lot, but I'm starting to reconsider. I am not in on Tolbert, <laughs> really. They grabbed the same guy in James Washington, and I think he's just talented. Okay. Actually, let's do this. Oh, shit. Get in. There we go. Uh, did we miss um, Alberto? We did. Was... He, we did. He was taken at the turn. All right. That was going to be my double stack there. Feels like he went early. Maybe he didn't go early. Maybe I'm just flustered by Suggestion. arguing with you. All right. Hold, hold on one sec. I'm going to see this works for me. All right. I All right, we better. Are we better now? Oh, we are absolutely not better. You are still very blurry, sir. Okay. The screen's better. The screen's swap. better. It's good now. Now we're good. Okay. All right. Had to swap over to my other router. All my roommates are home. Uh this I and I will say for anybody watching, I apologize. Next month this won't be happening. Me and my girlfriend are moving out. Uh, we should have better Wi-Fi. Should just be the two of us. So less less devices. When you're in your new place, will you finally take a stand against an offense, or are you just never going to do that? <laughs> um, no, probably not. I like so I see upside cases in every offense possible. Um, there's really not an offense that I'm like actively fading. I might not grab like. So I'll say Houston. I'm not actively grabbing anyone really from Houston besides that's, the last that's two wide poor. That's besides poor, the last two wide receivers. I'm grabbing one guy at the end of drafts. Like I'm not going in stacking. Um, I guess the Titans. Yeah, that's a good one. I guess I do that, take against the Titans. It also sounds like you're taking a stand against the Cowboys. Like they, name a that's, Cowboys. That's, that's, yeah, that's that's price related. Like, I would like – or no, because I like Tony Pollard. Yeah, I mean like, – I There's somebody on every team that I actively like. Fading the Raiders is a terrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I – this, this is a, <laughs> That is an anti-million dollar take. I am grabbing all the Raiders I can. Um, yeah, Terrence had to take a stand against the, the Titans. I'm pretty much in agreement on that. The one thing I have been doing – and it's been one every maybe 10 drafts, and it depends on the draft spot. I might grab, and I, I know fantasy football Twitter is going to like yell at me for this, but that 7-8 spot, if Derrick Henry's there and I'm feeling froggy, sometimes I grab him because, again, I'm looking at a guy that can win me a million dollars or $2 million or whatever, and of the running backs, who's a running back that can score you 40 points in a week? Derrick Henry. <laughs> Henry is one of them, right? So there, there is a path that you need Derrick Henry week 17 to drop a 40 on, you know, I forget who they're playing. Are they playing Houston? Uh, Dallas. Dallas. Okay. So they're playing Dallas and he could definitely drop 40 on, on Dallas. So yeah, he could drop 40 on anybody is the point though. He's that good in singular games. He is the exception. 
<laughs> yeah, so I'll grab him. I know I know people don't like Derrick Henry is the thing. Like he's the it's know, just concerning. Like he doesn't catch passes. Um and like they're gonna run him to the ground and is his body gonna handle the workload of like and he's coming off injury. But no, I mean at the end at the end of the first round, like I think he's definitely worth the chance. <laughs> he's yeah, as good a bet as anybody else, right? I'm not overdrafting him and that and I haven't really overdrafted anybody in the first round, but that's coming soon. I'm going to start overdrafting guys in that second, third pick area to see what kind of teams I can build. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. Um, so it might be Stefan Diggs, second overall pick might be something I do. It might be Travis Kelsey, but I think I want to stick to wide receivers for it. I think if I'm doing it, it's probably going to be Diggs, maybe Adams. And I think that's it though. Like, because then who's next? Is it C that's next? Yes. Yeah, and I don't want to do it with CD. So CD. I might overdraft yeah. the other guys. Tyreek's ADP, I think, is at like 20. So if you took him at two, that would just be a wild reach. <laughs> right. Um, we have a 1462. Uh, I'm probably going wide receiver here. Yeah. Um, we. Da, da, da. Hamler reach or not really reach, but let's grab our Denver guy just because I don't know where else to go. Yeah, go ahead and grab Hamler. And uh, I don't want to get sniped because the guy between us has a one six two four build. The guy that's drafting Najee one hundred one in every draft says that Derrick Henry catches passes, and it's he true does. he was catching more passes last year. Stop the myth, stop the propaganda on Derrick Henry. I'm saying to draft Derrick Henry. By the way, I wasn't. I wasn't knocking Derrick Henry. It's Silas who refuses to take a stand on an offense. Smashing um, Derrick Henry. Will Fuller? Anyone? Do you like Will Fuller? I do. I have a lot of Will Fuller. I, uh, DPJ is a bring back with uh, Terry for week 17. You better star somebody, buddy. Actually, let's go Curtis Samuel. You're too nope, late. I, I was going to bring up Curtis Samuel and I didn't get there in time. I'm, I'm, I'm going too slow today. It happens. So Washington sounds like a team that you might be fading. You're taking a stand on Washington other than trying to draft mm-hmm. Curtis Samuel there. We have Terry McLaurin. Oh, that's true. We do have Terry McLaurin. <laughs> But they, they are a team that gets overlooked. They they are. And I actually think they could actually be better than a lot of people expect. Like, how far off is Wentz from Ryan Fitzpatrick last year? Oh, he's not far off. So I, we we were in on Washington last year. So why are we not in on Washington this year? I agree. Like I'm I'm in on them, but like not excited about them, if that makes sense. I'm taking McLaurin up around there because I I still believe in McLaurin. I've been grabbing some dots in here and there. I've mixed in a little Curtis Samuel. I haven't really stacked them, stacked them. They've been all one-offs for me for the most part. Um, I'm going to let you answer this question because I refuse. Is Danny Gray real? I want to believe because of all the Trey Lance I got. 
Uh, Bimefor wants to believe yes. Like I, <laughs> I just don't see him really breaking out in three wide receiver sets. But he's one of the guys that you know, isn't being drafted all that often. So if he does get on the field and he can catch some deep passes, like he, he could be pretty good leverage. So he, and he might just be one of those guys that spikes you a, a 14 to 16 point game off of one catch or two catches that he houses deep. And it's like, well, I guess maybe it could be a playoff game that he does that, you know? So especially with wide receivers because they start getting more field time after like week seven, eight, where they start to really learn the offense a little bit more. And you're starting to see them roll out a little more. Um, yeah, they usually like, start to increase their snap share after the bye week. So right. I, I think he, he's a fine 18th round pick. Like I, I, you can't really downside anybody in the 18th round besides Julio, according to buying for, which is <laughs> also which is a crazy thought to me because of all the guys in the 18th round, as soon as he signs to a team, he's jumping four or five rounds. So why are we not just smashing Julio now? Because when you're looking at the 18th round, it's like, well, if Julio just turns back the clock just a little bit, he doesn't need to be prime time Julio. But if this is a guy that can get you seven, 800 yards and like seven touchdowns in the eighth round, why why is that an improbability? Eric's home thing is he's been injured the last few years. He hasn't looked the same. Yada yada yada. But man. If it's if I, it's, I'm not gonna make argument. It's not my argument to make. If it's if it's anything, the argument is the one that um Daigle had, where as soon as he signed the contract, all the beat writers were like. Julio has changed. The coaching staff noticed he changed. He doesn't care anymore. And is he ever able to get that level of care back would be the question. So I know that's like a narrative street thing and not a, not a health thing, but we see that happen with guys. They sign these big contracts and they're just like, peace out, mentally checked out, don't want to get hurt anymore. Uh, you kind of seen it with Debo a little bit. Not, not that he won't go out there. I don't know what he's going to do after he signs. But he's already telling you he doesn't want to do what he's been doing. So yeah. um you're about to be on the clock. Um, this is where someone took oh good. Someone took Jared Goff. Um, so yeah. I'm gonna suggest somebody else in just a moment, I think. Um I mean, do you want to take one since we have that's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say we wait, but do you want to just take him now? I, I'm fine either way. I mean, I think we, we grab him and then. I was going to wait until the 17th just to see if we could get him to sneak by, but I guess this guy only does have one quarterback. So yeah. And he's also a guy that took Najee at the one on one. I actually want to see his team at the end. Who's the. Murphy. C. Murphy. Who the hell? Oh, I guess he has Chark. Oh, he has Jameson too. Damn it! <laughs> I guess it makes sense, but goddamn. Um, I want to grab probably because our, our quarterbacks are fine, tight ends are fine. I would say one more running back, and one more wide receiver. Uh, I lean grabbing a wide receiver here. Um, well, my question is: Do you want to grab Robinson? Since we want another running back, we just grabbed Wentz. 
I don't think he's going to catch passes. Yeah, that's that is the problem. Um, uh, miss. I don't want to grab. I like Bourne if we're grabbing a wide receiver. Yeah, I'm fine this, with Bourne. Bourne this late, just shower narrative stuff with Mac Jones. It's fine. Uh, with me. Uh, he's a guy that I'm not like overly targeting, but when he's there, I'm like, oh yeah, I'll take Kendrick Bourne. Do you I'm know, never so, stacking Mac Jones either, though. That's the thing. I have, I think, a few Mac Jones shares, and it's only when you grab like Henry, um, and then you're, I guess, you're grabbing either Tyquan Thornton late in the 18th or Bourne. Uh, I've grabbed some Nelson Aguilar just because he's probably going to be on the field. Uh, right. And I'll say my one of my favorite 18th round picks, not really favorite, but guy I'm sprinkling in on tight end, like late tight end builds. I'm still mixing in Johnny Smith. Call me crazy. Yeah, I, I actually grabbed him in a draft the other day. <laughs> Call me crazy. Oh. God damn uh, it. I was hoping for Keontae Ingram in the 18th round. Terrence says he's full fading Julio and Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins makes sense only because he's making literally like peanuts. He's making like a million. Yeah. So he's not guaranteed to make the roster. Yeah. I mean, I'm not grabbing Sammy Watkins. I'm also not grabbing AJ Green, who is going ahead of Julio. It's like if I'm going to bet on one of those two guys to have a year that I want to use in best ball, I'm just going to bet on Julio in the 17th, 18th, personally. Yeah. Oh my God! More Trey Lance questions. <laughs> Can Trey Lance be anything but a disappointment? Is there a narrative that fits a story that actually turned out good with a similar backstory? How about this? Instead of answering that question, we we tell the podcast feed what our team is. Yeah, let's do that because <laughs> I'm sick of Trey Lance. Um, so we have a two four nine two with one pick remaining. Uh, Russ Wentz, JT Javante, Alexander Madison, Rashad White. A.J. Brown, Terry McLaurin, D.K. Metcalf, Amon Ross St. Brown, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Tyler Boyd, K.J. Hamler, uh, D.P.J., Kendrick Bourne, T.J. Hawkinson, and Cole Komet. You know what's funny about this team? Is at the end of the season, if you read this team off to me and you said, yeah, it finished first of the 12 people that drafted, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. And then if you were <laughs> like, yeah, it finished 12th out of 12th of the teams that drafted, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. That's, that's what this team feels like. Like I can but, see this team breaking both ways. But that's kind of the builds that you want to make, no? You but want a team that's gonna if if it hits, it has first place equity. But if it doesn't, you don't have to worry about it and you toss it, throw it in the trash. Yeah, absolutely. You don't you don't want to finish fourth, right? Like that's just that sucks. I'd rather just be out of it. Yeah. Um than than trying to finish fourth for nothing and just being because you have those teams too that even finished third i saw this happen quite a bit last year where you're you're in third place but the two teams in front of you are like 150 points ahead and there's no chance of you catching up and you're just like well this sucks yep um so how so martin this is one question since you said you look you're looking at teams in third place and then like you know you know they have no chance how are you uh, kind of managing those rosters throughout the year? Are you constantly looking? Are you trying to see your paths to advancing? Or are you just like, I'm not even paying attention. I don't care until the playoffs actually roll through. Um, I'm going to be honest. I check all my teams. Well, 
throughout the year, I'll be checking my teams to see what I have for rosters, see if they have a chance at advancing. The good thing on underdog is once I think they're dead, I'll probably change the name of the team to dead. Okay. And, and then I won't be looking at that team anymore. So if I notice that they're surging, but like once I name them dead, they're probably dead, dead. Like they're not coming back. The problem is I haven't, I honestly haven't been drafting on DK anymore since the we are, came out. We're on the clock last round. Um, you want to go Dearness Johnson just in yeah. case get for, the, yeah. for the brand? For yeah. The brand. Yeah. So the problem is on DK because you just, you're stuck looking at everything at all times. And even when you're trying to, because it'll give you like the teams that are advancing first, and then it gives you the other teams that aren't advancing, but there's no water to them. So you have to scroll through everything to even see the teams that have a chance. So my DK teams are probably going to be less than last year. So it might be a little bit easier. Like I said, I'm firing the puppy now instead of firing the $5 DK drafts, which might be bad, might be good. Who knows? But again, it's just, it's more fun to draft on on underdog right now. So what we're going to do is I am not going to guys, I'm not doing the Lance thing tonight. I'm sorry. This is this is my normal day off of football and I'm I'm just not going to partake in any more Trey Lance stuff. This is what we can do tomorrow. Clearly do tomorrow? I don't know what the date is. Today's what? Oh, 6 6, yeah. Um we actually can't even talk about Trey Lance tomorrow because we are ranking AFC offenses tomorrow. So I don't even have to talk about Trey Lance tomorrow. But if you really want to hear us talk about Trey Lance, we, me and Byron Ford ranked all of the NFC offenses last week, which is a lot of fun. It's like one of my favorite exercises to do because it helps me remember why I'm taking stands on teams, good or bad, which Silas refuses to do. But... <laughs> But when you run through like a roster and you run through like their situation, I think it it just helps you pick up on things that you wouldn't normally pick up on because you're like, oh yeah, I haven't I haven't thought about this team enough. Yeah. Or you're like, maybe I'm a little too high on this team if everyone else is looking the other way, which maybe I need to reevaluate my Saints thing, but I'm a little stubborn on the Saints and I just think they're gonna suck. So uh, now that I'm thinking about it, besides JT, I'm kind of cold fading Colts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've been kind of fading the Colts inadvertently. It yeah. hasn't even been stance related. It's just when I see Michael Pittman, I'm usually like, well, I'd rather yeah. this guy or I'd rather <laughs> this guy. Um, anyways, so let's run through our team real quick. Um, so JT, AJ Brown. I'm, time out, time out, time out. Run through this guy that drafted in the number one spot first. All right. So <laughs> this is like hyper robust. Um, if you're, Najee, if you're, if you're in the chat, I'm sorry, but this is bonkers. Najee Harris, Nick Chubb, Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, JK Dobbins, Eli Mitchell, Trey Lance, Chase Claypool, Pat Fryermuth, Irv Smith, Hunter Henry, <laughs> David Njoku, his uh, wide receiver two, is Devontae Parker, George Pickens, Alec Pierce, Mac Jones, Paris Campbell, and Tyquan Thornton. So he did stack his quarterbacks. 
Or, did yeah. he, who do you say Lance with? I don't know. Eli. You're at Eli Mitchell. Oh, okay. And then he has the Hunter Henry, Devontae Parker, Tyquan Thornton triple. Uh, <laughs> it's a team. <laughs> it's That's getting unique. That is. That you started is, what, with six, six running backs to start? Six running backs, then grabbed a quarterback, then one wide receiver, then four tight ends. And then. Which goes, is probably, honestly, that's probably why we didn't get Albert O, because he was doing that. He probably started some sort of weird tight end run, right? He didn't. Uh, I, no, he didn't, because he grabbed Fryermuth early. Goddard went late. Gronk um, in the same area as Ertz. Smith went early. Hunter Henry went a little early. Kasiki right around ADP. It's just Albert O on the wrong side. It's right around ADP. Uh, He's right around 135. I, I'm i just flabbergasted by this team. That is a, that is a heavy bet on New England. That's <laughs> <laughs> it. So I guess he's really playing into the fact that his running backs are going to get hurt, but they're just going to continually swap spike weeks. So he grabs six in hopes that he's going to have three 20, 25 plus games every week. And in that case, he's hoping that the rookies break out early. Uh, Jesus, I don't, dude, what is that? Um, all right. Well, 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 <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the ultimate McGriddle team, not the gritty team. Um, why don't you name our team? Which so yeah, our team definitely a, a lot better. Um, we went to kind of two anchor bureau, whatever the hell the strategy is called. Two five nine two. Um, Russ Wentz, JT Javante, Alexander Madison, Rashad White, Dearness Johnson. A.J. Brown, Terry McLaurin, D.K. Metcalf, Amon Ross St. Brown, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Tyler Boyd, K.J. Hamler, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Kendrick Bourne, and then T.J. Hawkinson and Cole Komet. I actually like it more. The, the more that I look at it, I like it. It's pretty solid. Um, you know, yeah. We just need one of these running backs to break out in that second half of the year, yeah. um, especially once Dalvin Cook gets suspended for the entire year, we'll be good. Um <laughs> I think we'll have some good spike weeks with our wide receivers. They kind of work work well with each other. AJ Brown and DK Metcalf can score each week, um, and then you know we have a pretty solid floor the rest of the way. I'm big on Scantling on MVS this year too. I think he's my Ooh, favorite. Yeah. He's my favorite Kansas City wide receiver to draft right now, just based on price point and upside. I just I think he yep. could be something he just never was able to achieve in Green Bay. Yeah, you know. No, I agree. I'm so, I'm still mad about that golf snipe. Like I wish we had golf instead of Wentz. Uh, yeah, of course. But, but it is what it, it is. I mean, if that's our biggest problem, then I'm fine with it. If my biggest problem is I didn't get Jared Goff, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if my biggest problem is that I didn't draft 12 running backs to start, um, like the, the one spot did. Like, how do you just ruin the one spot like that? How do you so you didn't you jump know? not take JT. You took Najee and yes. then went six and straight then went six backs. Back. 
Like, if you're gonna do it, just take Taylor. If you're in the chat, I'm. I apologize. I'm not. I'm not apologizing. But I'm gonna roast. <laughs> this is have to this roast is this team. whoever whoever is in the one spot. If you're in the chat, join the Discord. We're gonna have a very stern talking. <laughs> We're gonna make sure that you have a chance at first place equity moving forward. And this was best well, ball media, right? Lose lose a bunch of money. This isn't even a puppy draft. This is no. This is a BBM. Yeah. It's twenty five bucks. Yeah, um, it's wild. Anything you want to promote other than the Discord before we get all, get out of here? Um, no, just join the Discord. Um, really fun. Me, you, uh, Eric, all kind of jump in and out when we can. Conversations going twenty four seven. But you know, if you ever need anything, feel free to slide into my Twitter DMs, Discord DMs, whatever. Um, more than willing to help. Kind of talk through strategy, whatever. Um, you know, always willing to help. Um, I know a lot of people have already done that, but um, follow me on Twitter at, at Siles Jackson right below. Uh, that's about it. And I am at King Coakley. This is Spike Week, and just to put it out there, we have a lot of new stuff coming in the next week or two. We're getting our tools together. Those should be relatively soon. We also have our merch store coming, which I am super excited about. There is a SWO hat with my name on it that I will be getting. And I really love the Zero 1800 RB shirt as well, which is a <laughs> lot of fun. Anyways, join us in the Discord. Me and Eric will be back tomorrow night to rank the, uh, the AFC offenses this week. And uh, I suppose we will catch you later. Peace.